2: Wait, is Zac Efron's character in a high school musical just the story of gayness? <gasps> Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks whose fault is it that you're gay? This is your host, Eric Williams, and... I'm not going to lie to you. I've tried to record this intro a couple times, and I just need to own up to the fact that right now I'm having imposter syndrome. It's so frustrating. I really wish there was a pill. I know that, like, different drugs can do a lot of good things, but I'm talking something sustainable and healthy. I was recently offered ketamine in Los Angeles. I was like, what? Am I in euphoria? I politely declined, and I'm not... If you are a ket girl, I'm not judging you for that. I just don't know if I trust this brain with that chemical. But I am I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll do something else. It's LA Yeah, that the imposter syndrome is real, and I'm even as I'm saying that, I'm realizing like, it's just something I gotta push past because talking to Eric on this week's episode, he is just one of those people that it emanates brilliance and positivity and he started to become a tiktok celeb just because he was like sad from a breakup and just made videos and if that ain't inspo to making lemons out of lemonade i don't know what is so I want to thank you for being here on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. And I did also just put up the bonus episode for Patreon this week. If you are not subscribed, it is a party, y'all. I'm doing weekly episodes uh, for $10 and up. And then if you do the $5 version, you will get one episode a month. Last week, I did um, a segment for my weekly crush, which I'm definitely going to be doing every week. Last week's crush, of course, with the Super Bowl was the LA Rams coach. God damn, that man is fine. I also talk about what I'm watching. Last week was the Tinder Swindler, that batshit documentary about that asshole straight man who's from Israel, giving us Jews a bad name. It really pisses me off when Jews don't do good things. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm not responsible for them, but I feel like if a Jew's in the news and they did something real bad, I'm getting some extra bad looks on the street. I also talked about something I like to call my bottom revolution. I will not be elaborating on this episode, but you'll have to go to the Patreon to check it out. The link is in the show notes for that. And for this week, we talk about Carl Ratke from Summer House because he is my weekly crush and my yearly, lively crush. And I'm also watching Celebrity Big Brother. I'm not proud to be watching it. I've never watched it before this season, but I'm hooked. If you're going to te- tell me that Teddy Mellencamp is going to be voted off the first episode, Cynthia from Atlanta Housewives is going to be iconic carson kressley is gonna be it's like i don't know if this season was made for me or if every season is full of this many like gay pop culture people but i'm here for it i'm watching i'm listening and i'm learning every week so again check out that patreon the link is in the show notes or just head to patreon.com gay podcast and just for five dollars a month you can get some bonus episodes or get them every week and help us keep these rainbow lights on this week on the podcast, Eric sedenio is here. A icon on TikTok, an icon on Instagram, and also gorgeous. There's I put the video up on the Patreon as well. He is such a light and a, a beacon of positivity. You may have seen his spread in Teen Vogue recently, and if not, Google it. The shots are stunning. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you could do me a favor, tell a friend you like it. Follow us on Instagram at gay podcast. And I hope to see you on the Patreon gay ass community! Let's get into it, <laughs> Eric. How dare you bring your gorgeous face to this chaos podcast? I I want to say before we get into anything, I think we should, out of respect, put our hands on our hearts and sing say the gay national anthem.
0: I pledge allegiance to the fag.
2: <laughs> United States of Gay America. Oh my and god. To the Rihanna.
0: For who I stand, one slation under Gaga. I for- <laughs> indivisible
2: <sorry>. with LGBT <laughs> and Yastas and justice for all. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, you know it by heart.
2: I'm angry that you came up with that, but I'm thrilled that we as a community have it. And I think that you should run the distance with that. I'm thinking t-shirt line. I'm thinking theme song. I'm thinking changing the constitution
0: no i know i'm like ready for you know it to be on fox news it to be a big discussion <laughs> i'm ready for
2: it do you think tucker carlson will do a full episode that the gays are ch- trying to change the constitution another reason why we're the bane of the nation's existence
0: i would hope so that would be so funny i love that like it's obviously a joke but they wouldn't take it like it you know it's <laughs> like I I could see it. I could see it running the full mile. You
2: know. Oh, hundred percent. And I think, uh, as we know, when you come out and you get the gay handbook, the first chapter is all press is good press. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, if Fox is doing a feature, I don't care what they're saying, as long as my face is on it.
0: No, I want to go on Fox News just to be like, slay, <laughs> just to be annoying. That'd be so funny.
2: I have to say your usage of slay is so, it's so beautiful to me because I i went through a period of, um, and this is really vintage, but Jessica Simpson back in the day kept saying oh my god, because she didn't want to say oh my god, she, she didn't want to pronounce the full G-O-D. And so as a bit, I was like, oh, my God. And then it became like, oh, my God, shut up. Until oh, my God, shop. And then it became not ironic. And I did it nonstop. And oh, then it became a problemo.
0: Oh, my God. That's literally like, that's just me with any meme ever. Like, <laughs> I I started saying Slay purely to make fun of, like, gay people. Because I love just, like, saying things ironically. <laughs> and so I started saying it, like, mainly oh, my God, my roommate hates me. Mainly to bother <laughs> my roommate. <laughs> we just like, we have a duplex, and he'd be sitting downstairs, and I'd just come in a room and be like, slay. And it's just like, oh, my God. And then...
2: What's the situation today? I mean, also, didn't you put... And let me make sure I'm clear on this. One of your TikToks, you were talking about... Were you in the act of lovemaking, and you said slay?
0: We were like, yeah, we were like making out.
2: Mm, and then, like, you padding. know when
0: you come up for air... yeah I was taking a deep breath and like I was just like I I'm always in like a goofy mood but I was like definitely on one that night and he looked at me and I was like slay and he was just like oh my god it was just like so funny Was it
2: a mood killer or did it amp up the sexual tension?
0: I think it was (laughs) was definitely not. I think it was a mood killer a little, Uh, but it was just like I'm stupid and I was just. It was funny. I didn't like. You know, ruin the night or anything.
2: Listen, listen. I think the most amazing lovemakers in the world are the ones that are, can laugh. Not even love. I mean, talk like kissing. Anything like if if you take yourself too seriously while you're being yeah. sexy with someone, I think that's th- that's the boner killer.
0: It's supposed to be fun, but I I like make it. I made it funny, so I don't know. If <laughs> <it> was... <laughs>
2: but he... there's a thin line between fun and funny when you're having when you're having sexy time. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think so. What's so amazing about this moment right now is that you have agreed to do this podcast, even though my name is Eric. We have two Erics and one gay ass podcast. Because listen, I heard your story about dating a guy named Eric, and it was not the slay the house done boots mama. <laughs> Did he see that video that you posted saying that like it was a, it was a no go?
0: Um, yeah, he DM'd me. He, he followed me <laughs> on TikTok. I thought it was so funny. He was he thought it was funny. I like and honestly the reason we broke up I'm not wasn't even because his name was Eric it's because well like one I wasn't ready and two um <laughs> he, I moved from Harlem we both lived in Harlem and then I moved all the way to Brooklyn babe it was a long distance relationship it was like an hour and a half on the train I was like I can't do it I no I it. no
2: no 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 I mean it's you need to have to really commit to that journey because let me let me tell you something it is a commitment. When I started dating Matt, who we have not been together for eight years, and we were originally living... I was in Brooklyn, and he was in Queens in Astoria. I told my sassy lesbian roommate, I met this really hot boy who lived in Queens, and she was like, where does he live? I was like, Astoria. She goes, it's not going to work out. And then I think we're still together to this day because I'm just proving her wrong, and I cannot stand the guy. I mean, get me out of this loveless marriage. But... um, <laughs> No, but he, but we, I mean, we were on that train. It was like hour, hour 10. And then he, where I was living in Brooklyn, you, the walk from the train at nighttime was not cute. And so he would get off of work and then come to me and he was risking his life for love and ultimately love won. (laughs) But I understand where you're coming from. Where's the furthest you would date someone in New York City from Brooklyn?
0: Oh, that's hard. I mean, like, honestly... Like Harlem was like a little rough, but I think I would, if it was the right person, I'd make it work. But that's really pushing it as like, I don't know. I think, I think like Upper East Side is like the farthest I could go.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> the four or five is express. I mean, that helps yeah. that like- ease the pain.
0: I'll, I'll, just, I'll make it there, I think. I don't know.
2: So, you know what was so incredible about, like, getting ready for this interview? Because, first of all, I just adore your TikTok. I adore your videos. I think you are so fucking funny and gorgeous and, uh, ma- and optimistic and just everything about you. I'm so... I can't say enough how happy I am that you're doing this podcast and just like that you are you. And what I find so amazing is I was reading your um, hashtag Vogue interview. Mm -hmm. And uh, which is, first of all, when you got the email they were going to interview for Vogue, where were you and what did you feel?
0: I was getting off the train in Williamsburg, going to my friend's apartment. And I remember I was like going down the steps at the Marcy stop, the JMZ. And I literally like stopped at the bottom and I just like, my eyes were huge and my mouth dropped and I like internally screamed so loud. I couldn't believe it. And I, I just was like, I just like, was like, like amazed, like bewildered. I was like, didn't know what to do with myself. I was so, I've never responded to an email so fast in my life. I was like, Oh my God.
2: Can you give me the visual representation for our Patreon girlies of what you, you're walking down the stairs and then show me the face you made.
0: It was like, it was a full, it was like, You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) it was like mouth open, eyes, like, like, like I just couldn't believe it
2: eyes like, open then a flutter and then open again and then a flutter and then open even wider
0: you know, like a mini seizure just like in my body
2: Double, t- triple taking your own phone <laughs> I mean listen that is so it's so huge it's such a good interview and one of the things I find really interesting is that you talked about how like you basically had a breakup that was tough you had all this time on your hands and you were like making more videos and the next thing you know it's like really exploded but can we talk about like making a lemonade out of lemons can we talk about making guacamole out of avocado can we talk about making earrings out of metal i don't know it's just (laughs) how long was the relationship and if you feel comfortable talking about that breakup what was what was that journey
0: it was definitely like one of those relationships that we had just started seeing each other right before covid Mm. and then i went home for three months and we kept talking and we kind of had like a little breakup and i i really actually came back to new york to be with him Mm -hmm. and very sweet guy I don't want to say anything negative about him like I we are not on good terms right now and I I don't have anything bad to say about him uh but it's just like I don't think we're meant to be and I think we want Mm -hmm. different things but after we broke up I was like I was moving and he was supposed to help me move and he did it and I was like um I don't know it wasn't like a bad breakup like we weren't like mad at each other when we broke up um but definitely was, like, hard to go through that because he I kind of leaned on him so much during the pandemic.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's really... It's it's so tough. I mean, breakups in general are the worst for so many reasons, but I think I can only imagine the pandemic probably, like, heightened some of the intensity about, like, what you actually derive your relief from the craziness of the world from. And I just, like... Even talking about the Upper East Side, my ex... Lived on the Upper East Side, and I we broke up on the Upper East Side, and that four train down to Brooklyn, I wept the entire way, and I've ne- I've never been like a a cry on the train type of girl. At, at, at that point, I wasn't. At, the years after, you know, life life happened as yes. we But after this breakup, I it was my first big one. And I think that I didn't realize before how much of a death it felt like And it doesn't matter how long you are together. I just think like the molecules in your brain and your body shift after a breakup no matter what. So I can only imagine what you were feeling with the pandemic happening. But the fact that you were able to like make videos on your own as like a way to I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just like I, I think like, I just saw it as an opportunity to start over kind of because i was lucky enough that like we broke up two weeks later i moved i was in a whole new environment i grew a mustache i got a mullet and yes yeah i was like i was like this is a fresh start like and i can't look at it any other way and like obviously it was really sad but i started posting thought pictures again like i started you know my first tiktok that ever got any sort of like any more than like a thousand likes was um, me shaking my ass. So I think, <gasps>
2: <laughs> yeah. My relationship to thoughtery on the internet is really it, 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 there's a, a gorgeous roller coaster. Where I I think it's is this natural for you? Do you go in? Do you go in uh, waves of thoughtery?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. I think it's when I like the summer is always like the thought time of the year, and like I'm mm-hmm. not like. I don't work out unless I feel like I, I I don't know I don't work out unless I really want to like be a thought you know and that's how sure, I feel sure. like, like get a little toned take my thought pictures post them on the internet but no I think that there's like ebbs and flows with every kind of content and thought content for me and
2: if you're feeling thoughty in like February you do a throwback thurs and <laughs> <Yeah>. then
0: <laughs> I did that this year I did I was like I was it was like it was like, post your favorite picture of yourself. And it was like the thottiest thing I've ever my here. I was like, mm, yeah, that seems about right.
2: Post your favorite picture. It just happens to be where I'm just wearing a pasty and nothing else. <laughs>
0: yeah. Literally, it was like, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just dainty, like... Like my chest was sitting though, I have to say so.
2: I love that phrase so much. I really like I've been starting to work out recently, partly because we got an exercise bike in our home, which I guess is a brag, but also maybe a cry for help because we just like have both been feeling so just like needing to like get on top of our game. So I've been working out a lot more. And I just want resting titties. Like you know, like I've got what some people might call a hairy chest, and you see like a meaty titties laid hairy chest I think there's nothing better
0: yeah I agree I like really like hair like like I just think it like looks so hot and I don't know I also just love like when the the tits sit like I just I don't have that right now like they can they get there they do their job, but they're not, like, sitting pretty all the time,
2: you know? Yeah, I want to be able to, like, bounce in this chair and then be like, look, look, look. And then, you like, they're <laughs> slapping my chin. Yeah, I know
0: I I agree. That's, like, kind of the goal. That's, like, really <sighs>
2: There's a picture that someone posted of, um, what's the guy's name that is Superman? Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Harry Cavill. Henry Cavill. I think it's Henry. So Henry Cavill has a picture where it's, like, titties are laid, hairy chest, and... Did you, did you post or someone posted a picture of like a miniature version of a body laying in between two hairy, two hairy laid chests. And that is what you, I feel like when you see a picture of Henry Cavill with titties laid, you just want to crawl in between them and nuzzle.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's like nice. I think they're just pretty. I I, I agree. Yeah. Also, like, I feel like. Sometimes people are so anti-body hair and I'm like, no, I like it. At least on this, the upper part, you know.
2: Listen, listen, I his, the audience that listens to this probably is like, you know, there's so much hair talk in this podcast because <laughs> I've had my own journey. But like, I think, yeah, h- h- the hair positivity movement, I would love to, to join. And it's so toxic when like young people are told like hairless is the best. And then, of course, they're a human being that probably will have hair somewhere and be like, yeah. fuck.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm like pro hair. I think I made a joke. One of my TikToks I made a joke about having a hairy ass and everyone was <laughs> like like that's a good thing and I'm like I know. I'm just joking. Like I feel like a lot of times people don't know that every video I make genuinely is not serious. <laughs> and so they like try to correct me and I'm like, "Man, I really did not like mean any like this is really has no truth behind." Like I don't know. Of course.
2: That's... Have you ever been, like, caught in more hot water than you anticipated with anything you've posted? Like, oh, yeah. making people angry you weren't ready for that? I, like, Granted.
0: I made a joke about, I don't know what I should say this. I made a joke that I didn't perceive to be, like, telling people what to do with their bodies, yeah. specifically women. And as soon as I, like, I put my phone down and 30 minutes to come back and, uh, like, girls were posting, women were posting that, like, I was, like, telling them what to do with their bodies and I took that shit right down. I took that right. I was like, I'm not gonna fight with a woman when she's perceiving like what I said to be, you know, wrong.
2: Like, you know, I'm not gonna. Of course, I mean, honestly, like good on you for taking it down, but also it, it goes to show you like, there are so many different paths you can take when that happens and it's hard to know what the right one is, but I'm inclined to say you took the path of least resistance.
0: I I would never want to fight. I don't want to be problematic.
2: That's like yeah. I, if people are if people are feeling a certain type of way, and and if the, the the community, which in this case is women, is feeling a certain, I don't want you to like recreate the video to like get you know re riling up. But was what was the the category of joke that people took the wrong way?
0: I was trying to make a joke about like. I don't know if I should say it.
2: Was it about clothing? No. Was it about. Okay, so
0: I have this material girl. I was just making jokes. Oh,
2: I love materials. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Like the
0: joking, like, like, career real girl, like making puns with material girl. Mm-hmm. And I did one that was like venereal girl. And I tried to make it like unisex, like, like you know, a boy, yeah. and a girl could. I didn't say what specific, like, gendered, uh, you know, part of the body I was talking about. I said, mm-hmm. like, Rentatant. like, I said something like that. Like, I, and I was just trying to make a joke to rhyme, and I I think people took it as like I was one not being like sex positive, or two like telling people what to do with their bodies, or three you know like, and I I genuinely just wanted to make a rhyme, like I didn't of really- course
2: you know what I'm glad you said it because what it what it really proves I think is like you inadvertently of course people felt a certain kind of way and you yeah. listen and you and you took a step which I think is really. Great, And I think that it goes to show you that sometimes we all make a mistake of like the rhyme just happened to be a rhyme that maybe made people feel a certain type of yeah. way. And then that wasn't the intention. And then we, we press on vibes. Yeah.
0: And it sits with me. Like whenever I upset a group of people, like, ugh it really sits with me. I don't like my whole thing is like, I just like to be positive and make silly jokes. Like one of my material girls video, the career girl one, people were like <laughs> kind of upset. Some of them. And I was like, I'm literally, like, you. why are you mad at me? Because I made a bad joke. Like, it's genuinely not a good joke.
2: <laughs> and let me just repeat it for the listeners, because it's one yeah. of my favorites. It's like, you're going, all you people saying that you're a material girl. Uh, You need to get a job. You got to be a career girl. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, I was just like, it's so stupid. It's not even, <laughs> my boyfriend was like, mm, it's not my favorite. <laughs> He's honest. He's like, mm, you've had better jokes. And I'm like, I know.
2: <laughs> Cut to me cackling on my phone. I swear to God. The relationship between someone making videos and their partner is, I think, can be really fraught. Because, listen, we get silly ideas. We put things out. Yours, obviously, I I find are so fucking funny. But do you tend to try to get validation from your menses? Or do you uh, post the video let her live and then show your boyfriend or do you, is there a mix of getting validation versus just going and posting?
0: Yeah, there's definitely a mix, but I mean like my boyfriend does not have his own TikTok account that he, he'll mm-hmm. like watch videos I send him, but he doesn't like go on his, mm-hmm. he deleted his personal Instagram. He deleted his, his personal Twitter. He has like a, uh, an Instagram for his, like he sews he's a really talented, you know, designer. I um, love this. Yeah. So like, so we have, we're opposites. Like we're truly the most opposite you can get. And like, um, whenever I have a video I think is so funny, I'll show him and it, he's welcome to look at my videos all the time, but it's kind of nice knowing he's not gonna see every video I post. Cause like, you know, I'll, yeah. a lot of them are just like really dumb jokes. I was like, that's so <laughs> stupid. But I, I think he knows me really well. And he'd be like, of course, like he would just be like, of course, I think Earlier in our relationship, I would have been a little bit more like, "Oh, he has a TikTok. I can't post this." But I think I'm way beyond that with him at this point. I like he doesn't like it. That's his. That's that's his. Yeah, I'm moving forward. And, I don't care. And that
2: is on health, and that is on self esteem. That is what we like to hear because I, <laughs> I think it's let me just say you sound much healthier than I am when it comes to like, show, like I will make Matt just like, give me, give me validation after validation. I'm like funny. Right. Do you think, and then if he doesn't like, (laughs) like, so I should, should I, should I, you know, kind of like jump off this balcony or like what, what, what are next steps? But I think that having a supportive man and especially a supporting man who sews you've won. Yeah.
0: I, I feel really lucky to have my current boyfriend. Like he's really talented. I believe him so much. I think he's like going to be really successful, And he supports me on everything. And I just, I feel really lucky. Like he never has ever been like jealous or tried to stop me from doing anything. Or like, I just, and when I had my Vogue, like I had a photo shoot with the Teen Vogue people. Um, He styled me and, (sighs) you know, I'm just lucky he's been helping me. Like he's really an awesome, awesome person to have in my life right
2: now. I love that so much. Oh, to love, to gaze and to Vogue. And that is a drink. This podcast always has to ask a very famous question. And Eric Cedeno, Rico Guido, I want to ask you a very, very important question. Whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? Okay,
0: I have two answers. Mm. I think the first one has to be Zac Efron in High School Musical.
2: Thank you for saying what people are not brave enough to I, say.
0: No, like, he changed me. Bet game. on it? Yeah, Oh, and Corbin Bleu, though. Like, both of them, Yes, they did something.
2: He also, Corbin Bleu also is not only so talented, so handsome, so great, but also starred on Broadway. He has such a gorgeous filmography. But let's talk about Zac Efron. So you're watching High School Musical... You hear Zach Efron go, so and I am Were you wanting to be a star like Zach? Were you wanting to sleep with Zach? Were you wanting to take a deep dive into his blue eyes? Were you wanting to be Vanessa Hudgens with long hair kissing? What was it about this visual that really landed with you?
0: Um, I really I don't know why, I decided it was really pretty. I I was also like a little kid like I was like 10 (laughs) maybe I don't even know how old I was when it came out but I was like a young little kid and I didn't know I was attracted to him but I couldn't look away you know (laughs) so um and I think like him and Vanessa Hudgens like she's like the smart like you know she's like she's not like supposed to be a singer and he's and he's an athlete like yes
2: I don't know it was like wait that's what it is that's what it is it's like you're watching someone be told that they're in a box and they can't do a certain thing and then <laughs> they shed that box and then they s- and then they do musical theater I think that is <laughs> wait is Zac Efron's <laughs> character in a high school musical just the story of gayness <gasps> kind of it's... this is big Eric this is big
0: yeah I think we're breaking we're breaking some news to the world I don't know <laughs>
2: I think we are. I think this should be like in a scientific journal because I would like listen to the album and like sing along. <laughs> and there was something, I think what it is, is he is the epitome of the very like conventionally attractive American man. But then yeah. he happens to be like kind of sensitive and singy and sweet. And so I think for me, it's like the dream of what you would want in someone that looks like that when it's quite rare to find that in your day to day.
0: Yeah, he was also like the it boy when that came out. Like he was like he was on like all the teen magazines. He was like yeah. everywhere. Like he was really like the it boy.
2: What do we think about Zach lately? Hasn't he's oh been God. got that surgery done. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna google. i <laughs> yeah. like botched on E.
0: Um He broke his jaw, right? And then he had surgery to fix it, but it looks like really like he had it done. It's looking...
2: Oh, my God. I didn't know that's what happened. Yeah. So he broke his jaw in 2013. Mm -hmm. He slipped in a puddle of water outside of his L.A. house and had to get his jaw wired shut. Uh, If anybody watches Below Deck, there's an episode on Bravo where one of the guests of this yacht has her mouth wired shut the entire, like, three days of her yacht stay, and the chef has to completely blend all of her meals and then put, give it to her with a a glass and a straw. Anyways, I'm just saying that is devastating. And then there's a Yahoo news article where experts weigh in on his new cheeks and jawline, man, it really must be tough to be that examined.
0: Yeah. I think like he just doesn't look natural anymore. And people always respond to that poorly sometimes, you know, like, I think, uh, like, people respond to plastic surgery that's, like, subtle really well. But if it's pretty drastic, they don't seem to like it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And also, like, this article is saying that you can't be quick to judge people because you don't know what they're going through. Does he have a dental surgery? So whatever is happening with Zach, we just send you our love, and we thank you for your service to us as young gays. That's where we should leave it with Zach Efron, and I wish him peace, and I hope that he can chew.
0: Yeah. Oh, my second answer to that question is, Probably any male model in the underwear aisle at JCPenney.
1: <gasps>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I think that that like I remember going to the mall with my mom and like my parents both worked at JCPenney corporate for a really long time. And so uh we were like the
2: call is coming from inside the house. Oh my God, go on.
0: <laughs> and we were like, I remember like mom was like, Oh, we need to get you underwear, and I'd be like, I'd be like my eyes <laughs> were open, and I was like, oh my God. Is, this, is that section like I don't know something about?
2: Here's it. my question: Do you think? I mean, of course, that is so that is so relatable. Do you think? My biggest question when I was looking at those was not only was I so turned on by like the ripped bodies, the <laughs> the whitey tidies, but I also was really zoomed in on the bulge itself. I'm curious: when you're doing a close up shot of an underwear campaign or packaging, you have to be very meticulous with where the goodies go. Do you think? Eric they are packing or do you think it's all natural bulge
0: um so i work in advertising and like <gasps> one thing i learned a long time ago i'm pretty sure is that they pad for sure they don't want to see any actual male genitalia and sometimes i've read this thing that like sometimes they'll put like bread like literal white bread in
2: i <laughs> love
0: bread <laughs> yeah and or like a, or like a foam just like just so it like you know, sits pretty, it's like a curve and you're not actually seeing anything. But it's not, it's not their actual goodies ever, I don't think. I don't think on what, those like professionally like fruit of the loom
2: package. You're right. Like what am I thinking? There's like a giant mushroom head or like a fucking hood I know. on know. Like why why would I but you know I think the just the illusion of it maybe being there was already so exciting because you're like zoomed in on a man's it crotch was, area. Uh, it was the six
0: packs. It was like the the hairless, you know, mm-hmm. it's giving, like, hunk, you know? <laughs> it's giving hunk. It,
2: it, it was giving hunk. And also, I think, as time has gone by, there have been more underwear ad campaigns that are, I think, doing a little extra, and, like, especially geared towards gays. Have you heard... Do you um either purchase or see the ad campaigns for Charlie, like, swimsuits and underwear stuff? I do, yeah. So, if <laughs> Charlie... I'm literally Googling it right now. I might even show you. This, these campaigns are so bad shit, and like I guess this is becoming kind of a horny episode. But the talk about like being okay with and celebrating body hair, Charlie really goes there. Like, let me show you this right now. What I'm showing is like full-on laid titties, mm-hmm. hair, but then there's no bread here. There's no foam. I mean, I think. I think. Oh, it's just full on. Full. I think it's wow. full on, and so I think you know, the year of our Lord 2022 has seen the bread basket be taken away from some of the underwear shoots, <laughs> and I think that that is okay with me.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, like, I'm not opposed to it. I just don't think I saw it was a little kid. I also love when I see like real people in underwear and not yes. like six packs and like like I uh I don't think that everyone needs to have a six pack or aspire to have one I think you need to like my favorite thing is to like look in the mirror and like be like yeah I look nice like I look good like regardless of how fit or toned or anything I am I just kind of as
2: long as I feel which is revolutionary I think like not many people I mean no one is told to do that right because what is it different diet culture different industries trying to make us feel worse that way but like I think to be in the mirror be like I look good even if you don't I think that saying that mantra to yourself is can like can be a very healing thing because I know right now that I do not say that to myself. And it's not that I'm bashing myself every day, but the things that you say uh, matter and have weight.
0: I think um, my goal last year, which like I didn't actually do. I just will say it's like, wake up and like myself. Like that's mm-hmm. like my resolution was like to wake up and like, like, I like me or I'm happy. I'm me today. You know, like, And that's really hard to do like every day it's really challenging to do but like i think that should be everyone's goals like wake up and like even if you know i mean no one's perfect but even if you don't feel like you're having a good day you should still like yourself and you should still feel like you can say that
2: you know a hundred percent i think what i've learned in recent years is as shitty as you can feel about yourself, if you say mean things to yourself, then your body has no choice but to make those mean things be a reality. And it becomes like a really vicious cycle. And, you know, talking about like mental health stuff and just where we are at, I found that I cannot be the person that says no to myself. I need to accept and celebrate the things about me that I can't control and that I that make me who I am and then if the world or anything in the world says no to me that's their prerogative and I just have to keep on continuing to say yes to myself cuz unfortunately some people or things in the world will say no to me but I can't control that.
0: Yeah, I think like when I think about like why I love myself so much and like like why I just like, you know, regardless of who says no or what happens to me, I'm like still really positive. I think like it has a lot with be- being gay and going through like the gay experience. Like you to just even say like, I'm gay is a really introspective, like look at yourself and you have to like really accept yourself for who you are to even just admit in the mirror, like I'm gay, like, and that's not something heterosexual people or like a lot of different people like have to deal with. And, you know, um, I think that like, that allows you to kind of like get into a pattern of like accepting yourself because it's not even like, oh, I'm gay. Then you have to tell everyone, And then you have to be okay with it. And then you accept like, oh, well, I want to dress this way. Or like, this is how I want to represent myself. Or like, this is what I want to look like in the world. And it's not conventional to like, like what heterosexual people or like society expects you to look like. So I think totally. Yeah, I think being gay really allows a window into your like, accepting yourself and moving forward and away from like, what everyone expects you to be.
2: Especially because I think when you're growing up, you are... I felt some shame and wasn't sure if I would be accepted but then once I did accept myself and start and tell the world I was gay I was like hold the phone I'm actually kind of amazing for doing this. And I, I think like holding on to that feeling and coming out in any sort of way. I mean, even if it's like you're not gay, but like coming out as like you're, pa- you're passionate about one thing or another, I think it's, yeah. it's freeing and can lead to that. But I am curious because you are from Texas, I know. like, Were you always dressing so gorgeously in Texas is my question. And what part of Texas are you from?
0: Oh, thank you. I'm from DFW, like Dallas. Come on, Dallas, Fort Worth. Yes, Yes, I've
2: been. I'm a huge fan of your work. Love.
0: Oh, I like. I wish I was from Austin. Like, I feel like Austin's like the it
2: city. I have never seen hotter guys than when I was in Austin, Texas. (laughs) I swear to God, I went to this that Barton Springs like natural spring thing, and I looked around. I was like, "Holy shit!" I talk about like titties being laid. I was like, everyone here is a farm boy with like, like, that does skincare. Mm, It was like you look so rugged and whatever and then also take you have like a gorgeous skin fade on your hair i'm like what is going on i
0: know there's like pretty people in austin i i like Mm -hmm. i think austin's like a really cool it's also like a whole like it's very gay it's a lot gayer and like i think people are freer that's like the i would say it's like more Portland-y part of Texas.
2: Yeah, definitely. I I and every time I've been in Texas, which randomly has been a bunch of times, Texas gets a bad rap in some ways, but I think that th- there is a lot of good and gay in Texas.
0: Yeah, and like I think when I was I, I went to school in Dallas. I uh I didn't explore. I was very much more reserved than I am now. I think mm. moving to New York really is the reason. Like uh, talking about how I dress. I dressed like shit in Texas. I did not, I did what would not, you
2: say? How would you characterize your fashion while you were in Texas?
0: I think I was like, like I was trying to kind of dress like more like fratty, I guess, or just mm. like I was wearing like tighter. Like I don't know. I was just like, I was dressing more like what I guess people expected you to dress in Texas. So I wouldn't say I had like a very deep understanding of my own personal style, but I think you know, I grew out of that. Um, I would say, like, frat boy with a lot of patterns. I, I <laughs> You know, a lot of patterns in there.
2: Uh, frat boy with pattern, I think, is actually... It's a very specific niche that I'm sure people identify with. But I'm so jealous of your style because I was born into a body that cannot pick a gorgeous piece of clothing. I just can't. I My... Matt is, has amazing style. He's beautiful. He can curate a Luke. But, like, I... I'm, I'm, I'm learning things, but I I feel like you, do you agree that you were born with the ability to make yourself look stunning or do you think you, you've really studied to learn?
0: Um, no, I think it's taken a long time. I think also like anyone can find a way to like, it's not even about necessarily what makes you look like the best. It's what makes you feel the best. Like Mm. I like wearing clothes right now that are like, honestly, like a little too big, like, my pants like they're huge on me like
2: oh yes reveal
0: yeah like i i um you know and i think like for some reason it reminds me of uh like i guess like male like re- men's runways that i've seen but i i wouldn't i don't know i think it's about finding things that make you confident to make you make you happy i think you could totally just you have to just dress in like if there's one thing i've learned from the insane tiktok girlies is that like you can truly wear whatever you want and if you're confident about it it's great like you know yeah it doesn't really have to be good to be good
2: that is true because if you are selling it it's been sold no you don't have to worry about what it actually looks like because it's sold it's been sold and speaking of selling i have been purchasing clothing at uh we've been going to crossroads trading company for like thrift stuff, and i that has been actually been like i'm starting to see a fashion awakening in me because i'm like gravitating like i <laughs> i put up a poll on instagram uh recently when i was there that i found a like glittery polo that was like just like pure gay pure glitz and glam but like gorgeous little collar and i my eye was instantly drawn I ran to the fitting room and I put it on. I was like, this is a stun!" And I put up a poll on my Instagram. Do I buy this? Be honest. And 75% said yes, but there were a fair amount of people that said no. And it was the first time that I was like, you know what? I actually, even though people like, however many people said no, I still feel really good about this purchase because I feel so good in it.
0: Yeah. I think it's like also like, I think people look at fashion based on what they see themselves wearing not based on if it's objectively good, you know. Oh. I really think that like people will look at something like the the male TikTok fashion people to me are always in Carhartts, a white shirt and a je- like a denim jacket and a sweatshirt, and they're like, "Would you wear this?" Like, of course I would wear that. It's a very simple outfit,
2: and like everyone, yeah, go on, girl, give us nothing.
0: Yeah, and like go wear Dunks and like you know, it looks really cool. It's like a nor, it's like a good fit, but it's not my style. Mm-hmm. but i can object say like oh that's objectively like a cute like simple fit that everyone could wear. I wear like my cowboy boots or my crazy cowboy boots with oversized pants and like a sweater
2: and i don't think everyone would wear <laughs> that, you know? Yeah, would you guys wear this and you get like 3000 comments or like no?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like but it's my style. I like I like western wear and i like sweaters and i like colors. I really like colors. So, i mean, i don't know. I think it's just about like finding what you feel good in. And I don't even think I'm, like, necessarily that, like, fashionable or something. I just, like, think I, like, I just like to dress, uh, I, I I don't know. I like to dress the way I like to dress.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think, honestly, like, it, it I, I'm learning even just hearing you say that. I'm like, I need to just fucking wear whatever I, I want to fucking wear because life is short and if I want to wear a glitzy polo to a wine bar so be it I've been really pulled by the loud patterns I've been really into like and I really there's if anything it'll be a conversation piece if you're like why are you wearing Homer Simpson on your shirt I will be like because he's cute that's why I don't fucking know
0: I love when people say like oh it's camp like (laughs) it's obviously not camp it's just like a decision you made I'm like no yeah it's true it's true
2: yeah it's camp Uh, yeah it's 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 camp is it um i love that i i do want to say another question i i'm uh, contractually obligated to ask you eric if the world was ending you could only save one character actress who would you save
0: i was gonna say nicole kidman but then meryl streep is like i just like the world you know couldn't survive without her
2: I don't think I could survive without Meryl either. You know, uh, and Nicole we had I had a conversation on a previous episode we were talking about is Nicole a character actress which I is she definitely is and so your answer is good. Yeah. However, Meryl strangely has not come up. Is there are you like a Devil Wears Prada oh my God. person first or what 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 about Meryl or is there any other movie of Meryl's that you love?
0: Okay, well, The Devil Wears Prada is probably like one of my all-time favorite movies. My mom and I when was I, uh, sick days, we would watch 13 Going on 30. Mm. uh uh the Devil wars prada or um oh crap what's the last one um legally blonde yeah
2: oh my god so Those are like, yes. like, three
0: go-to movies that we would just like circulate like whenever i'd stay home sick and she'd be working in the den like next to me and we'd be watching a movie and so like i grew up with like this i love Anne hathaway like i know people call her bland but i'm like Girl, she's it.
2: Like, she, I think she's, I think she's, there's a renaissance. I think she's coming back.
0: Yeah. But, like, she just, like, that whole movie is like everything you can ask for. Like, it's like a coming of age. It's like, you know, she's, uh, she becomes fashionable. She has this cool opportunity, but she chooses herself over her opportunity. Yes. And And
2: few people do a transformation better than Anne Hathaway. I mean, Princess Diaries, she, there's something about her that she is really good at being. I mean, I say, am I allowed to say she's very good at being ugly? Like, you know, like, 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 societally mandated ugly, which of course is still gorgeous, but you know, they, she and then to give the full change, she sells it so hard.
0: Yeah. And like, I just love that. I just like Meryl does such a good job. Even like when you, they show her and she's ugly, like finally have that reveal of her, like her, like her home, not glammed up. She's mm-hmm. about to get divorced, like you know, like there's like, she's just like, playing it in such a. Oh, she just says like she gives it. She gives it every time.
2: Like she gives it every time. Every time. Did yeah. you watch the Netflix crazy holiday season film? Don't look up. I did. I did. Okay. So what did you? What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, my
0: favorite thing is like that TikTok comment, or it's like a tweet, and it's like. Guys, I think this is commentary on
2: society. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "No way, that's so." Crazy. I love that. That's the full comment. I was waiting for a different, <laughs> for a further elaboration. No.
0: You guys, <laughs> I think, it was, and I was like, "Oh my god, you're so right." but um No, I think she did such a good job. I mean, that movie. I actually, my favorite running joke of that movie. I don't know to it's a spoiler. It's just like the general who charged for the snacks, like. <laughs> 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 that's, like, the joke that's, like, really sat with me because I would be... Um, I would be thinking about that all the of time. Of course. Why would he do that? Like,
2: Say what you will about the film and, like, the level of stress you have watching it, but the running gag of the guy that charged for the, the snacks that are fully <laughs> free at the White House, it is so fucking funny. And, of course, we never find out why he did what he did, right?
0: Yeah, like, it's just, like... I just, like... I love when it's like a few days before the meteor is going to hit and she's like (laughs) laying in the truck with, uh, timothy chalamet and she's like having this moment of like like, why why would
2: like i don't know it's just like months later and she's like right (laughs) well you know what they say about ghosts that is that ghosts only come back to haunt because they've unfinished business and i feel like jennifer lawrence's character in that movie has to come back to find out why that man charged her for pretzels (laughs) like there, maybe the sequel is don't look behind because it's jennifer lawrence's ghost trying to find out about the pretzels
0: literally i thought i I thought it was like an interesting movie I wouldn't say it was like my favorite movie ever I wouldn't like necessarily go back and watch it a billion times but I thought it was like an interesting watch for sure oh
2: yeah I think when you have big stars like that all come together like we have no choice but to watch and especially like as gay people that are just obsessed with actors and pop culture and it's unallowed to not watch Meryl Streep do a movie that features Jennifer Lawrence Leonardo DiCaprio whomever else oh Timothée chalamet
0: yeah it was really good to see like meryl be like like silly like yeah she was playing like a really absurd person and i loved seeing her like that she's always very serious i think in most things yeah it was good to see her be like she wasn't necessarily like being haha goofy but she was being a ridiculous person and i i really enjoyed the camp of her character
2: now that is camp yeah meryl streep in that movie is camp yeah
0: it really is
2: if um if Chalamet, if you were single, and you met him at a bar, and he was just feeling saucy and wanted to make out with you at the bar, what do you do?
0: Oh well, yeah, he's gorgeous. He's not like, yeah, he like he's he's a little skinny for me. I mm. I mean I'm mean, like I can't like my boyfriend's not like like thick or anything, but uh I I I would say like yeah, of course he's beautiful like his face. Ugh, yeah, I wouldn't say like. Based on his personality, I would like date him. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, but
2: yeah. yeah. I wonder what it'd be I, like to have him as a boyfriend.
0: I yeah, I don't know. But I'm just like thinking like of course, like I think that anyone would say yes, just like he has the the face, you know,
2: he has the chiseled from marble. It's crazy. Yeah, I think
0: if you're saying no, like you're either one lying or two, he really isn't your type,
2: you know. Or three, you're still worried that he's not of age, but he is, right? How old is he?
0: He's like twenty four
2: okay that's i mean god i i'm gonna put all my cards on the table here eric i am 32 years old are you mad at me
0: no go okay thank you have fun (laughs)
2: you're
0: gonna die soon it's okay
2: like (laughs) i can't be why would i be mad you're not gonna be around in the next few years I thought that, that was a good one. You have to give it to me. That was a good one. Watch me now blast you and I cancel you for fifth after <laughs> this is... Everyone, he says he's positive. He told me he's ageist. He's an ageist. No. Po- no, I thought that was, listen, I the, the shade is so, so necessary. And needed. I bring that up because like if I meet like a 20, you know, like let's say you're, if someone's 22, 23, whatever, and I'm thinking like, is that person attractive? Of course. I'm like, yeah, that person's attractive. But then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm at the age where I'm like, I'm ten years older than that. It's like that to me feels like when did that happen? And I'm sure you're what? How would you're twenty five? I, I, I'm
0: twenty 21 in spirit. That's a lie. Yes. That's a lie. I'm old. I'm
2: twenty-five. I uh I just you, know, you have the you have the zestful youth of a twenty one year old, but the sage wisdom of a thirty two year old.
0: <laughs> okay well it's, i don't know put me in 30 Probably, <laughs> yeah i i know i'm I I do, a little old if i could do over like like from 21 to now with the what i know now i'd be totally totally different person but
2: i know gosh forget regret <laughs> what's that from
0: eric i oh my god i can't i don't I can't. Don't shame me. I don't know. <laughs>
2: I'm not gonna shame you. It's from Rent. It's okay. It's it's. Oh, it's okay. Your I time haven't seen that just, in a very really long time because it made me. I'm crazy. just the old queen. No <laughs> braiding <laughs> my gray hairs. I
0: last time I watched Rent, it made me really really sad. I haven't seen it in a very very long time. So
2: why? What's it about? I'm kidding. It's it's uh, it's very sad. I think. <laughs> And on that note, I want to thank you. I'm kidding. I want to. So let's move on to a, one of our one of our final questions that we must ask all girlies. who call, come on, this gay-ass pawed. And I haven't prepped you for this, Eric. So get ready. Yes, Eric. What is the best Whoopi Goldberg film?
0: I want to say Sister <laughs> And that is
2: correct. Thank you. You looked very nervous, but you've you've passed with flying colors, Eric. Oh. That is.
0: Oh, what's the one? Now what?
2: I really do love the one where
0: uh, where she's ghost. Oh, what's it called?
2: Ghost. Is it just called Ghost? Or are you thinking about the one where she plays um, where where the little kid has an imaginary best friend? No, no. It's
0: it's Ghost. It's Ghost.
2: It's the clay. It's the clay with Patrick Swayze.
0: Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's a really good movie too. But Sister Act really spoke to my soul. I don't know. Oh, of
2: course. I know. I know why. Because it's the best movie of all time and nothing will be better than that. Um, But Ghost is actually, I think, a very good one as well. And it is probably could be very much considered gay. If only for the fact they made a Broadway musical about ghosts oh, with a yeah. very hot shirtless man. So, well, listen, Eric Sedenio, I'm so happy you came on that's a gayest podcast. This was truly a pleasure. You were so fucking funny and smart and amazing. And uh, can you tell our listeners where they can follow you if they aren't already?
0: Um, you can follow me at Rico Taquito on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and you can follow me at the Rico Taquito with two E's on Twitter so and we'd
2: love you. to see it thank you so much eric and we i hope to see you again soon
0: yeah i loved doing this this was really fun love friend of the pod Production. fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How would you
1: like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.